electrician, a trade person's podcast. Chewing the fat on how to master your craft. Speaking with folks who work with their hands and learning from experience. What's up, everybody? It's your favorite electrician, Doug, here. Welcome back to the show. As always, we are thrilled that so many of you uh, tune in and listen to the show and are part of the conversations we're having. Hopefully you guys are enjoying this as much as we are and we are appreciative of every one of you. So thanks so much for listening every single time. Got a great conversation to share with you guys today. Um, Today we talk with a guy named Bob. Bob is a journeyman electrician out of Montreal. And um, I first kind of reached out to Bob to say, hey man, would you be interested in chatting? And he was a little, like he wasn't sure about the podcast um, set up and kind of had a few questions. And then uh, after a little while, I was like, yeah, let's talk. And then in talking to him, I just really connected with Bob. And I think you guys will too. The main focus, we talk about a lot in this conversation today, but the one of the things he wanted to really focus on was um, the concept of like journeyman uh, providing a space for younger electricians that are learning to be able to uh, talk if they're struggling, right? Um, the importance of that in the workplace and how you know younger people need that space because, and not just younger people, but anybody needs that space. But you know, importantly, young people learn in the trade. You know, not only are they just like just as we all did, filling their heads with tons and tons of knowledge all the time, uh, as we all are, but they're also kind of adapting to the world of being an electrician, and it's not an easy one. Uh, As we all know, it is fun, don't get me wrong, Uh, but it's a hard, you know, we do hard work. And so Bob wanted to focus on that, and I thought that was such a great topic of conversation. Not many people have wanted to talk mental health with me yet, uh, but I do think it's a big thing. Um, I know there's a stigma in the trades. We're all supposed to just be tough and nothing's supposed to bother us. And I look, I pride myself in that too. I like being tough. Uh, yeah, I joined the freaking Marine Corps for the love of God. Of course I want to be tough. Um, but there, you know, we're all humans too. And so it is important for us to be able to just talk with people. And that's, that's something Bob and I chat about today. It's just like how talking, how talking can just help you get there. You know, having somebody else to commiserate, whether it's a leader or a colleague, um, and, and on the other end, in a leadership position, providing somebody with that space and saying, hey, you know, do you need, how are you doing? You need an ear, you need to talk, what, you know, it's it's all part of it. We're all in this brotherhood together, whether, you know, regardless of where you're at, what application, you know, whether you work commercial, industrial, you're a foreman, you're an apprentice, you work residential, it doesn't matter. You know, we're all part of that long chain of of electricians that's come before us and we're all here to honor that. So I think that's a super important topic of conversation and I'm really excited that Bob wanted to uh, to have that talk today. Um, you know, it, it reminded me, I wanted to tell you guys a story of what happened over the, uh, the holidays for me. So my question to you as I start this story is, what do you do when you feel like you've lost touch with the sim- simple joy of the thing that you do, right? Because I think we all get there, you know, and it can be time, right? If you do something for long enough, it's easy. It's like love, right? Falling in love is a piece of cake. In fact, it's impossible not to when you're doing it. Um, but maintaining that, it, it takes, you know, the element of time. We talk about it, from, we talk about it all the time. You know, it, it can change things. Your, the path that you take in the, your passion can change and can change the way you feel about it. Um, your life changes. You change as a person. So all of that complicates the simplicity of the joy of, of the thing that you love, right? And what I'm, when I say that, uh, my story starts with me over the holidays, just trying to get back to that feeling of like, 
You ever ask yourself, okay, why'd you start doing this? You know, you get to a point where you, you have to reconnect with the, the simple joy. And sometimes what I'll ask is, why, why are you, do, what did you start doing this for in the first place? And it's a really simple answer with electrical work, you know, and it, it occurred to me when I was shooting jump shots in the park behind my house about a week ago. Um, it's been a while since I uh, shot and I, I recently started playing a little bit more pickup basketball and I freaking, let me tell you, whatever your sport is, whatever it is, you're a hunter and you go hunting, you're a, a bow hunter, whatever, you're a, a golfer, you love golf, uh, soldier fire, looking at you, um, <laughs> whatever it is, you have a, you, your love for it, you understand that feeling. Like I grew up, I grew up in the 90s in Illinois. How can I not love basketball? My, my team, the Chicago Bulls, featured arguably the greatest player of all time. I was, I was so obsessed with basketball growing up. And it was funny when I went out to the court and I was shooting the other day, I, I had that resurgence of understanding of the love that I have for that, like the simplicity of shooting a jump shot properly, which I don't do, by the way, I'm, I'm, you know. <laughs> Muscle memory will get you some, some part of the way there, but uh, my jumper's garbage right now, but I'm working on it, it's a process, right? And in doing so, it really connected me or reconnected me with what brought me to electrical work in the first place, which was the, the excitement around understanding how to do every little thing, how to understand all of the theory. There's, there was just this world of information, and it, it can be as simple as shooting a jump shot chop wood, carry water. We've all heard these references. You know, this isn't new information. Zen and the Art of Archery. It's a great book. Read it. You know, it's, it's, about, it's about your attention to the details of the thing that you love. And those are the little things that make you great. And, and in shooting jump shots and remembering how, how important form is and how, um, how just, you know, taking your focus off of, off of it for a second, you'll, you'll miss the shot. And it's the same thing in electrical work. You know, it's, if, you're, if you're not paying attention to every single little detail, it, it's, you could make a huge mistake, you know. Um, so I just, I just loved reconnecting with that because it helped me reconnect with what I originally loved about electrical work, which is just the, the simple doing, you know, the simple being a part of a chain of those who've come before me who've honored the trade. And trying to do my best every time I do it, trying, you know, being open-minded enough to have somebody suggest to me another way. All of those things make, make you better. And sometimes it's important when things get cluttered in your mind or when you lose sight of why you did this in the first place, right? Like you're in the trade for a while and, and you, you know, maybe it gets mundane and, and it gets sticky and you feel like I got, maybe I'm doing the wrong thing. Maybe you're not. Maybe you've just, maybe going about it in a way that doesn't reconnect you with why you loved it in the first place. So I just wanted to put that thought out there. Um, I felt like this was a good conversation to throw that out. Um, you know, those of us who want to really honor this trade and do this well, I'm sure you can relate, you know. Um, and I'm happy Bob reached out and wanted to have this conversation because I think it's, it's a really, really great one for all of us to listen to and be a part of the conversation. So if you've got comments, um, you want to talk about this too, whatever the case may be, uh, you want to call me an asshole, whatever you want to do, I don't care. Um, we've got the video up on YouTube. If you don't subscribe to our YouTube channel, why aren't you? I'm kidding. Go, But seriously, quit. 
fucking around, go subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, <laughs> and then we'll have the video up over there in our live streams. Um, so you can go comment there, uh, you know, post a bunch of emojis of you, give me the finger, whatever it is that you, that, you know, you like to spend your Sunday or Monday doing. Um, you can do that. So uh, without further ado, I hope you guys love this conversation as much as I do. Uh, enjoy today's talk with Bob L'Electricien. All right, what's up, everybody? Sitting here with my buddy, Bob. Bob is an electrician out of uh, the Montreal, Quebec area, and he's been nice enough to sit with us today uh, and, and let us kind of pick his brain and learn from him. Bob, welcome to the show. How are you? Good, man. Good. Just, uh, like I said, just picking up, picking myself up off the floor after this morning's project. It was a doozy. Yeah. Um, sometimes that's how it goes. We had a we had an old is like a two hundred year old house, and um, okay, we had to we had to shoot a crawl space that was about twenty five thirty feet long, and it was maybe maybe six inches. Um, oh man, it was it was a doozy, and so you know the old homes they sink they settle, and it's um, field stone walls, so it's not a cinder block or concrete construction. Um, okay, for for the. Um, foundation of the home really common out here old farmhouses they would pull field stones and just stack them and so sometimes yeah. getting through those exterior walls are tricky so we we started that project with an 18 inch masonry bit to get through yeah. and we couldn't get through so we had to reschedule it we picked up a 24 incher and we started penetrating the the low exterior portions to try to get through this this wall yeah like six penetrations later there was something there was something about we, we could get through the wall. It was something. There, w- there was something going on yeah. about six inches six inches past the wall. Big boulders, something else underneath there. And um, it just was a hell of a four-hour project. Um, but, you know, sometimes that's oh, how man. it goes, man. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that's I know. It's like you just never know what to expect. You just don't. And, like, you can be yeah. – that's the thing is, like, on the one hand, as an electrician, you've got, like, education – and you can get educated and you can be good at it and you can know your theory and you can be able to run circles around the code book. But then you got to show up and uh, try to figure out how the heck to get through a wall like that. <laughs> it's not in any, yeah, no, like, not in any test. So, you know, there's yeah, just that's, – That's one thing they don't prefer you, prepare you for in school is uh, just how different it is being in the field compared to a classroom. It's definitely yeah. way different than theory. Yeah. It's different than different than a theoretical situation. This one was an interesting one too because the I'll have to post something online. The the electrical panel, two hundred amp panel, was behind first floor toilet behind the toilet in a in an opening in the wall. So basically, here's what it was. They it was an old exterior wall panel. It was mounted on what was the exterior wall. You could see the old the old siding and shingles behind it. Yeah, but they just they built an addition around the location of the exterior panel. Now, first of all, not an exterior rated panel, so they had an old QO okay. interior outside. Then they built around it, encased it in the bathroom wall, and then only opened didn't open enough for the whole panel to cover. So they took the door off. It was a it was bananas, man. Um, so I cussed a lot of cussing, a lot of cussing. Today. Yeah. That but reminds that me of a job I did once where I had to yeah. run some wire. Uh, I don't remember what circuits were exactly, but I get to the panel and I'm 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 looking at the back of the panel. Okay. And I sit at home or like I need I need access to the front, you know, to the breakers and all that. He's like, can you take me to the front of the panel? 
And so we're le- we leave the mechanical room. So now I'm, I'm really confused. And we go into the washroom and he goes, it's right there. I'm like, yeah, but buddy, that's your shower. And he's like, yeah, I, bu- I, bu- I built the shower there. And so he built he his built- shower over his electrical panel and we had no access at all. Like it was, it was one of those one piece showers where you come in and you just like screw into the wall and tile around it. And so I said, sorry, man, but uh, your shower's got to go. <laughs> Call us back. <laughs> Unbelievable. Wow. <laughs> wow. You know, the funny, the thing about this industry too, is that you, you think you've seen it all. Oh yeah. You th- and you just when you said seen I've it seen it all, something else comes around. <laughs> That's crazy. So he, he, in- he knew intentionally that he was building a shower yeah. over the cover of a panel. Damn. Yeah. He, he said to me, like, I saw the knockouts around the side. Like I figured you had access. I'm like, well, I'm sure I have access to knockouts, but that's about it. And uh, we, he never called us back. I, I don't know what happened there, but <laughs> he never called us it's back. It's for the best. I had to change my number after <laughs> seeing that one. There are, that's a trick too, is knowing, knowing when to be like, you know what? No. Yeah, I'm not exactly. Interested. Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. or just price it to where they're like, no. Cause sometimes I, I've tried that. I, I've tried that, you know, pricing it to the point where I think they're going to say no. And they're like, Oh, that's a fantastic price. <laughs> and then I got to find another excuse. And <laughs> I should have gone higher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. So, so Bob, tell us a little bit about like your, your journey in the electrical trade. Like how'd you, how'd you get started? How'd you find your, how do you find yourself in the trades? All right. So, I took a lot, not a lot, a bit longer to get to the trade than uh, most of my peers. Okay. Most of my guys uh, that I knew when we left high school, they knew they were going into trade, either plumbing, uh, electrical, anything else. Yeah. I wanted to be a uh, history teacher. Oh, cool. And so I tried uh, what we have here in Quebec called CJEP. It's, uh, I think you guys have an extra year of high school compared to us, uh, but we do CJEP. It's basically... Uh, I guess you could call it a prep school for university. Okay. Uh, and so I went to do that, take some history courses. I did two semesters, basically the same history I did in high school. I got bored of that. Uh, so I decided to be a manager um, at McDonald's. Okay. So I did that for a few years. Uh, wasn't liking it. I was not a fan of uh, not being home. I had just gotten into an apartment with my then girlfriend. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> And I was doing like 60, 70 hours a week. So I never saw her. I was not yeah. happy. So I decided to quit that. I went to another job. I was doing uh, auto video delivery installations. Okay. And we went to go do this like million dollar house in this uh, little town called uh, Westmount here in Montreal. And uh, I think we had about a dozen televisions installed that day. Okay. And uh, I'm working on one of them and... We had no power, so the electricians were there on site as well, and they were bringing power efficient. I'm like, you know, this this is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And I found myself watching them more than I was working at installing my televisions. And then uh, from then on, I uh, signed up for electrical school. Oh. I did a year and a half uh, co- uh, course. Uh, so in Quebec, one thing that's different is yeah. we do all of our theory, all of our schooling in one shot. Okay. So you do a one and a half year, 18 months intensive. It's good for 1,800 hours towards your your journeyman card. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you do all in one shot and then you go out and find yourself a job. Okay, So cool. I did that and uh, yeah, that was basically how I got into the trade. That's cool. Took a bit of time to do get you, there, but 
I found my way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think we all have our own, you know, we all have our paths and, and what leads us there. I feel like sometimes, um, sometimes taking your time and doing other things, even if it's a McDonald's or AV or whatever, there are so many things you can, you will learn doing those other things, time management, yeah. people management, whatever the case may be. Um, yeah. That, that translate really well. Yeah. So my time being a manager at McDonald's, I find is helping me now transition towards being more of a, more in a foreman role on my, uh, with my company where I am. Absolutely. So I'm, I, right now I'm learning, I'm learning the ropes of being a foreman and I find a lot of that McDonald's stuff is coming back around and, and helping me out. Yeah, I'll bet. I'll bet so for sure. Was, I mean, so, yeah. yeah. Looking at it that Maybe. way, it wasn't a waste of time after all. Not at all. I don't, I honestly, I yeah. don't believe anything's a waste of time. I, I really don't. I think, um, we all take the avenues that we feel are the avenue for the moment. Um, yeah. And then, and then sometimes you realize that's not the direction and that's, that's perfectly, that's just part of the process. It's all part of the process. Yeah, part of the process. Yeah. yeah. Totally, man. So how, how long have you been in the, uh, the electrical trade? I'd say close to 10 years okay. uh, and I've only recently become a journeyman. Okay, uh, great. My apprenticeship took a bit longer than it okay. should have as well. Um, I started off with a small, a small company, family friends, uh, and so basically one of my greatest, uh, I guess you could say attributes is also one of my greatest faults. So I'm very loyal. Okay. So when yeah. he would tell me, sorry, man, I don't have any work for you. I'd stay home and I wait for his call. And yeah, there'd okay. be times I'd be home a month waiting for his call. And wow, I could have been working elsewhere because, uh, yeah. our apprenticeships in Quebec, we don't have to stay with the same company. We could go, uh, anywhere we want. As just the first, the first apprenticeship uh, job you get as your apprenticeship, they have to guarantee 150 yeah. hours. Once okay. that 150 is up, then you could just pick and choose where you go. But okay. me being loyal the way I am, I stuck around and I waited it out and I waited it out. And uh, I think I was with him three years. Okay. We should have been enough to complete my apprenticeship, but yeah. In hindsight, you, there was, <laughs> yeah, there were, well, there were gaps of time that you couldn't account for it because there wasn't work there. That's it. There was no work. So uh, I was home. I was on unemployment, uh, waiting for him to give me a call. Okay. And uh, yeah. So I, I, in hindsight, I should have gone and uh, find elsewhere. And that's one thing I like to tell apprentices too. Hey, look, I'm happy you're working with me. You're doing great. I love to have you around. But if yeah. I tell you, like, I got no work for you, second week comes around, go, go find something somewhere else, you know? Totally. No yeah. hard feelings, but you need to advance your apprenticeship. I agree. Yeah, I totally agree. It is, it is, um, it, it's a hard thing to do, especially when you're talking to young people, because um, young folks don't. I, th I think until you're in a space where you like have jumped from one thing to the next a time or two, um, yeah, it can be kind of hard to feel like that's something you can do. Um, yeah, well, it's scary at first. Yeah. And also, once you found like a a company that you fit with, it's it's hard to man. You're like, ah, what am I gonna do? Go go work for a team that. Yeah. Maybe I don't fit work. It's, yeah, it's tricky. Yeah. But it's a good thing to do. I think that if work is is slow, I, I think that as a an electrician, as a tradesperson, it is our you you do have to get good at knowing yeah. your value. You gotta know yeah. your value. You gotta you gotta lean on your skills, continue to educate yourself, and then um be comfortable with taking that sense of value you have for self and taking it to some other company and saying, Hey, here's what I'm capable of. Yeah. Um it's a good practice. Yeah, the other benefit with, uh, like I said, going around from other companies, is not only do you advance your apprenticeship, but like 
uh, I'll use myself as an example again. I stuck with that guy uh, three years. I learned a lot with him. We did a lot of sir. I was on service, so I learned a lot. You touch a lot of stuff on service. Yeah. Very rare that I did conduit. Okay. And so I'm not. I, I guess I could say I'm not comfortable doing conduit because I don't have that level of expertise as some guys who have done their whole apprenticeship doing conduit. Mm-hmm. I don't have, and I've been around for ten years, and I'm still not comfortable doing conduit. You know? <laughs> yeah, I'm the same. It's. I think that's the electrical trade. I think that there are so many applications of it, and yeah. you know, you could get, you could spend your entire career doing residential stuff and never, never really bend conduit too much. Yeah. Um, man, but you could work for a commercial or industrial outfit, and that's all you do. So, yeah. you know, every, every one of us, you know, when you look at guys online and you, you look at people online and you're like, oh man, that person's a genius at bending conduit. I wish I were better at that. Keep in mind that that person's probably lacking in other areas too, uh, that you might excel at. That's true. I never looked at it that way. That's a good point. Yeah. Because they, they're just, you know, we all have our expertise in our niche and the thing that we do a lot of it's, it's not until you're, I think in the trade for a good 20, 30 years, um, where you feel like you've got a full understanding of like a lot of it. Cause we just, yeah. you work for a company and that company typically takes certain, certain kind of jobs. Um, yeah. you know, we like for us, we do a lot of heavy ups, a lot of EV charger installs, a lot of lighting, but we barely, we barely bend conduit. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I love bending conduit. I'm just not great at it. Oh no, I, I, I'm, I enjoy it. I'm super proud when I <laughs> yeah. get it just the way I want it. I'm yeah. not, I'm not confident. <laughs> I'm not either. I, especially like, um, half inch, three quarter, I'm pretty good. But once I get to one inch, I got a lot of, I got a lot of dead yeah. soldiers in the, in the dumpster yeah, at the that, end of the day. That's, that's when that's I start sweating. <laughs> that's when the sweat starts to pour. <laughs> that's right. The last time I had to bend one inch conduit was like that. I bought, I ended up buying like a handful, a handful of extra sticks. Cause I knew for yeah. sure. I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to botch a, hand, a bunch of this. And I did. <laughs> But yeah. at the end of the day, the the homeowner didn't see all the ones I botched. They just saw the real clean no, pipes just, that were up there. So. They just saw the finished product. <laughs> they just saw the finished product. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, that's just how it is. I think um, – and that's good. I think um, that niching, niching down to what you're really good at is good and bad. There's pros and cons, right? But I think that yeah. there's – we're never going to be able to do all the – be super comfortable with all the things. It does seem like that. Sometimes yeah. you look at people online and you're like, man, that guy's got it all figured out. You know, yeah. um, and maybe some guys do. Well, maybe some do. Well, like you said, maybe you can't do, yeah. find your niche. And like uh, mm-hmm. me right now uh, on my job, like I got, uh, I, I'm going to have a lot of pipe to do. And so I called up my boss, like, hey, send me this guy. I know he's good in pipe. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to need a hand. <laughs> I think that's great. And knowing when to ask for help is great. And and also like, you know, we say it a lot on this show, like um, my business partner, Josh and I are, are pretty different people we run at different speeds we have different strengths and skill sets and that's great because we help each other you know one one picks up the other slack uh so i'm i'm real comfortable with what i'm not good at i think um it's frustrating you know it's i don't like not being good at things uh but there are things i'm not as good at and josh is better than me at at some things and so i lean on him i lean on him for that that's great like you said with your guy with conduit it's, it's okay to be like hey man can you send me so-and-so? Cause that'll yeah. help a lot. Yeah. You can't be good at yeah. everything. Yeah, that's true. And I think that's a good message for, uh, apprentices too. Cause it's, uh, it can feel like, 
I think it can feel like one of these days I'm going to have it all figured out. And, uh, yeah. I think it's good. I think it's good to like, I like being around master electricians who struggle when, when they struggle. Um, yeah. because it, yeah. cause it's real. Yeah. It's real. It's yeah. like, there's no, every circumstance is different. Every scenario is different. And like I say, you could be great at the code and you can find yourself in a circumstance where you're like, ah, what do we do? I don't know. Yeah. No, like I, I've been in situations like you said that uh, where my the master on site he, there was certain topics he wasn't good at, and uh, you know it, it this might be the wrong word, but it kind of it, it kind of, when I was an apprentice it kind of humanized him in my eyes. You know he wasn't just like some like oh That's you know right. like yeah he, he, he's like me he struggles just like me you know he's a human yeah he's a human yeah that's it yeah yeah. I think humanize is the right word because we do put on a pedestal the people who we any any the people we see doing anything it's like anytime you do anything say you want to learn a sport you're gonna yeah. pet you're gonna put people on a pedestal and be like look at that one yeah, the pe- yeah. they're on a pedestal but you don't see <clears throat> the struggle you don't see the hardship you don't see the self-doubt you you yeah. know you don't see them in at their worst because yeah. in order to do any in order to do anything well you got to go through the pits of despair too to get it's all part of it yeah yep it's all Human part of the stuff. process it's all part of the process. That's right, man. Um, so what? So in in Montreal, I'm always I'm always fascinated with Canadian versus um, the states in in kind of your processes yeah. versus ours. Um, is to become an electrician in Montreal? It, are there are there only u- union avenues? Are there non union avenues there? So uh, uh, in Quebec, uh, Montreal's in Quebec. So in Quebec, you have to be unionized to work construction. Okay, got it. You have no choice. We have, okay. uh, I think, four or five unions that we could choose from. Uh, majority of electricians are, they go with, uh, FIPO. Uh, the IBU is around. That's the second okay. biggest, uh, uh, takers, I think, with electricians. But yeah, you have to be unionized to work cool. in Quebec. And that's why, like I was telling you at one point, uh, because we're all unionized, we have a mandated two week break at uh, Christmas where all construction in Quebec shuts down. For two weeks, awesome. except for emergency calls, and we had to get another two weeks in the summer, paid. That's awesome. I love. I love it. Yeah. That's great, man. That's a beautiful no, that's thing. Awesome. <laughs> so, if you are, are there are there still small outfits like small service companies, even even though they're union? And, it, and I know it's an ignorant question. I'm just not fam- in the states. It's different, uh, yeah. so I'm just not familiar. But like, could you could you start your own small service based company as a union electrician? Yeah, yeah, you could start. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you could have just a small service-based company, uh, any company you want. Uh, but your your workers, and if you're the license holder, you're the master electrician. You got to be unionized as well. It's, okay, everyone's unionized. Yeah. Cool. Okay, probably makes it easier that way. There's less to like debate about. Like I feel like in the states, you've got yeah. there's lots of options, right? You could do it a lot of ways. I see so many debates on on Instagram and Facebook and all that and union versus non-union. And I'm always like, well, what's this about? You know, like, just, <laughs> right. so like, I, I'm glad I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that, um, it's interesting in the States. There's just so many ways to go about it. And I don't know that it's, yeah. I don't know if it's better. Um, yeah. If it was a simplified process perhaps, but I feel like in, in America, as we've seen, it's just not a place where people like being, told that they have to do something a certain way. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that makes sense that the option is still out there. Um, 
in Maryland, where I live, they uh, there is you know you you can just you can just go work for a company and get your hours, yeah. Take your tests, get your journeyman's and your masters, file for a company. You don't have to be unionized. Um, and I've I've never worked for the union. Um, you know, I've always done just small small companies, and so I'm always fascinated to talk to people who do because I don't know anything about it. Yeah. So, so when you guys like, what what's the size of the company that you work for? Right now, I'd say we're mm-hmm. probably about a hundred electricians. A hundred—that's a pretty decent sized company. Yeah, yeah, and uh, we do all sorts of jobs: uh, cool. commercial, uh, some residential, some light. Re- we have light residential and heavy residential. So light would be like bungalows and stuff like that. Heavy is uh, condos, condo towers, condo development. Right. Uh, right now, I'm okay. doing a lot of office renovations. I've been in okay. the same tower for uh, going on two years now. Wow, uh, we're really? Just renovating every floor, floor after floor. So it's wow. It can get boring because it's always the same, you know. But uh, right now, we got to a new one. That's uh, this. New, this floor is going to be interesting. We got a gym to do, so it has to be soundproof versus everything else. We got okay. a major conference room to do, which also has to be soundproof. So that's going to be. Uh, it's a bit different, you know. That's cool. I think that's yeah. great. I think you know. I don't know. I think situations like that, it does get, it can get boring. Um, yeah. But you can, you can also get really good at a few things. Yeah. Because you're doing them over and over and over and over again. And it's also probably a good, circ- a good scenario for apprentices because yeah. they see the same thing over and over again, right? Yeah. Yeah. They, they see the same thing over and over again. Uh, if I had been running conduit on all these floors, that would have been amazing. But yeah. our main right. distribution is already like we have twelve by twelves basically all over everywhere, and we just we pull out MC whips to our walls and all that. Makes sense. Yeah, uh, we're doing a lot of lighting control on this floor, which is pretty interesting too. Okay, yeah, so it's been interesting. Uh, my company cool. does. Uh, it, I got into this company through one of my contacts from uh, when I was working at McDonald's because the company oh, really? I worked for we they they build and renovate every McDonald's in Quebec. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So I was, it was like a back door for me. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Not a waste of time, you know? No. <laughs> not at all. That's really cool. So when you, with you, with a company that size, like a hundred people, yeah. how, what does, what's the breakdown of like apprentices to, to journeymen to masters? Like, how's that work for you guys? Um, that's a hard question for me to answer because I don't really go around a lot, but I know that where I am right now, uh, at the moment we have two journeymen and one electrician, but that's okay, just the breakdown that happens to be at the moment. There was a time when we were, we were one to one. We were about 20 guys and we were one to one. Okay. Got it. Yeah. That, okay. That's a so nice ratio to- that I like to have the one to one, you know, yeah, uh, the apprentice gets some one-on-one attention from the journeyman. He gets. I find they learn a lot when they get a lot of one-on-one time. I totally agree. I think that's the way to do it if you can. You know, if you've got yeah. the setup. What What do you feel like? How How are the How are the apprentices in your scenario, like in your area, dealing with everything? That's kind of it's it's a new world. You know, getting into the trades. The trades are a hard business. And I know yeah. that everybody kind of struggles with like bringing in young people, getting young people on board with the trades. Like, what are some of the things you're seeing there? We're having a hard time right now 
And I think I could speak for other, other companies in Montreal. I think it's about the same thing for everyone. We're having a hard time finding um, apprentices that stick through it, that stick okay. with it, work it through. Um, there seems to be a shift in the uh, in the attitude of the young apprentices coming out of trade school now, where they don't want to go through the motions, the pro- same process we did. Okay. Like, oh, I just did my schooling. Let me work on a panel. You know, like, no, you gotta, got you gotta work up to that. You know, we all, all right. start at the bottom, and uh, it, it's a thin line between being eager, th- eager to learn and perform, and accepting that you got to start at the bottom and work your way up to doing a six hundred mm-hmm. volt panel. You know, <laughs> sure. And so a lot sure. of them are they're not accepting that they got to start somewhere where they're not really thinking they should be, and they will leave. Um, Interesting. But when we find those apprentices that have the amazing attitude and are willing to go through step by step learning the trade as you should, um, sometimes they don't even stick around because uh, as an apprentice starting out, uh, they don't have the full benefits as a journeyman right away for in in terms of, again, because of our union, our, our medical coverage, our dental coverage. And so some of them will try and leave for a more a higher paying job so that they can afford those medical bills. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I guess everybody's got their cross to bear, whatever works for them. Yeah. Do you, yeah, I feel like what are some of the, what are some of the things that you're, you're seeing with like these young people who call it quits too soon? Like I'm, they're just going to have to go experience that somewhere else too. It's not, it's the attitude. It's not the situation. Yeah. No, it's uh, that's what we're finding. Is, uh, there's a, there's been a shift in attitude the last couple of years, and mm. uh, I, I don't want to say that it's a negative shift. You know, I mean, I, I'm I'm yeah. not trying to say that they're they're bad apprentices, but yeah. uh, there's definitely been a shift, and uh, there's they're having a hard maybe time it has getting to over do that with problem. yeah yeah maybe it has to yeah. do with the type of schooling that they're getting uh, yeah. Uh, a lot of them, they feel like I, I just spent a year and a half in the classroom. What more do I need to learn? You know, well, you, you need, there's, there's a lot you didn't learn. <laughs> and so that's, so that that's yeah. bring, brings back yeah. to the point. And I said earlier that there, there's, they, the schooling system here in Quebec, uh, they need to do a better job of preparing our apprentices for the field. Yeah. You know, like yeah, I, I was able to, to drill it a two inch hole. Uh, when I was learning how to do a, a service entrance, you know, drill yeah. my two inch, no problem. I put in my, my LB, no problem. The first yeah. time I did it out on the field, I, my drill caught on a, on a stone in the, in the masonry yeah. and yeah. was clutchless and I got whacked in the face. So again, big difference from the classroom to in the field. <laughs> big time. And so they're not ready. They're not ready for that big difference. You know, that, that change. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean the fields are you know it's just so unpredictable. They just you just never know what the heck's going to happen, man, or what you're going to run into. Like you said yeah. earlier, like you can't you can't see what's in there. You can't see what's behind the walls. No, that's you know? it. <laughs> and it's also the I think I always see this with apprentices. I always see like um, and not just apprentices, but like young people. It's it's easy, and we all are have gone through this too. I'm not saying I didn't do this, but like when you're young, it's easy to look at somebody who's older and be like, Psh, I can do I can that. Do that. Yeah. What a bonehead. And look, yeah. if they're talking about me, they're right. But when you, it's when you get in a position where you have to make the decisions and 
whether or not it succeeds is completely on you. That's the real deal. That's where it really starts to like, yeah. I don't know how you prepare anybody for that aside from just experience them a, a, enough rope to hang themselves with. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the truth is and, and when you're sending an apprentice out to do something like there's this level of like, ah, oh, man, I hope they, I hope they do it right. I hope they blah, blah, blah. I hope it goes well. But the truth is, even if you were going out to do it, there's a chance that it's not going to go right. Yeah. And then it's going to be a pain. In it. So it's, it's all just, I think, I think the thing that I keep coming back to with the electrical trade, and I'm sure it's trades across the board is patience. It requires so much patience. Yeah. Um, it does. Some some jobs are easy. Some jobs click. But man, most don't. Most are. Yeah. There's some unforeseen thing or there's something you didn't account for or there's some material you didn't think about or yeah. there's a lot of problem solving. Yeah. No, the patience and uh, goes hand in hand and out, I'd say, is being open to to constantly learning a new way to do your job. That's right. I've had stop. cases where, yeah, I've had cases where apprentices fresh out of school show me a method that he picked up from God knows where. And I'm like, okay, yeah, thanks. Yeah. You, you taught me something today. You know, like, sure. Yeah. Sure. Look, I, we learn more from our apprentice than he probably learns from us. And it's mostly <laughs> just like how, how to deal with a young person, how to like, yeah. how, how to engage, how to say the right thing, how to, how to make it exciting so that he's not like, this is dumb. Because uh, it yeah, can feel that way sometimes. Because you know? I can't treat my apprentice the same way I treat my kids at home. You know, he'll <laughs> he'll leave. You know, but uh, yes. So right. that's also that's a, that brings a good point. You got to learn how to deal with these young guys as well. Yeah, it's tricky, man. And and none of us go just like with those of us who start a business that we didn't go to business school. We we're just taking a shot here. Um, it's the same thing with an apprentice. It's like I didn't go. I didn't study childhood development. I didn't. I don't, I'm doing my best to relate to a person that's, you know, 20 something years, my junior. Yeah. And, uh, and then there's communication. There's like, not just in the setup of everything, but in how, how to explain to a person how to do a certain thing. Um, because there's a, there's always like a right way to do something, but within the right way, there's like a variance of like how you could get to the right way. Yeah. So I don't, I'm a, I'm a pretty hands-off teacher when i teach i kind of like to say this is what we need to do this is there is these are a couple ways you could do it show me what you can do yeah. as opposed to being like you need to put the drill exactly right there go through you know um but everybody has their style and part of part of having apprentices is learning your style yeah i like to show them hands-on but i'll always start with this is how i do it mm -hmm. if it doesn't work for you like find a different way to do it That's um right. if it comes to something a bit more touchy like uh I remember on this job, we were doing some uh, fire alarm speaker installations and my apprentice had never seen it. They, he didn't even know there was such a thing as fire alarm speakers, just to show you again, the difference between schooling and in the field. Right. And sure. so I showed him how I do it. And then I gave him a little like cheat sheet of notes. So look yeah. at that. This is how you do it. But if you find, as long as these colors are connecting that certain sequence, but you find a different way to do it that works for you, I'm okay yeah. with that. As long as we can evacuate the building at the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. yeah, it's true. And and them finding the way that they do it is all part of the process too. Um, yeah. So long for us, so long as it's clean. Like if you if you just if if I see that you took the time to make it look good, that's what I want to yeah. see. It's like yeah. you can get a you can get a cable from one end of the room to the other in a number of ways. Just make it look good. Make yeah. it look clean. Don't make it look like nobody somebody didn't care. Just show me you care. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big one.
And I find that when we give them that that leeway to to figure out their own way to do mm-hmm. it, yeah. uh, a it will it will stick a lot more. Mm-hmm. I agree. And they'll learn faster. But there's also a question of pride that comes with that. Yeah. So like, they they'll, they'll be prouder of their accomplishment because they figured it out how to do it versus I yeah. told them to do it this 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 this. Right. Yep. I I love it. I think it's a great way to do it. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it's it's all good. I think every step of it's good. That uh, that apprentice is soaking in so much. They're not just learning how to do the not just learning how to do the moves. They're learning how to cuss when things don't work out right. That's a big one. Got to swear. Got to learn how to yeah. swear right. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a bit of my reputation on site is, uh, is, is that, that I cuss right? a lot. Yeah, even yeah. when things are going great, you know, like if it's a quiet day, I'll throw out a cuss word. You know, just <laughs> yeah, man. Keep it interesting. <laughs> yeah. What What do you feel? What do you Keep feel like are some shows. of the? That's right. From an <laughs> apprentice perspective, what do you feel like are some of the things that are harder harder for apprentices nowadays than maybe we're we're I don't know, hard, not as hard for them before, or like, what do you feel like some things in the culture have changed that can make it challenging for somebody who's new starting out to come in and try to take on something as challenging as, as electrical work? Mm, that's, that's a good question. So I, I have a story. I don't know if it's exactly what you're asking for, but we had sure. an apprentice and what he had trouble adjusting to was that He's not going to be just doing electrical work. Okay. You know, like I would ask him to sweep the floor after we pass, and he's like, but it's, it was in my mess, you know, or I won't per se, we're going away for a long weekend. Can you empty out the garbage in the break room? He goes, like, I, I didn't study a thousand eight hundred hours to take out garbage. I'm not a garbage man. So yeah. that's, that's one thing they, I find some of them have trouble realizing is that you're not just going to be working on the tools all the time. Yeah. You got to have other things to do. You know, you get, Everyone pitches in, and it's yeah. That might not be exactly where you're, the answer you're looking that's for, a, but it's but it's one example of a, an adjustment. Sure, sure, I, I get that, and I think that it's an interesting thing to think because, um, I mean, I look at myself. I co-own a company, and Josh too, and we're on our hands and knees cleaning every job we're on. I, yeah. I'm, you know, we're spot cleaning the floors after we walk. You know, it's that's part of the process. Yeah. I mean, as electricians, apparently we have a reputation for not picking up a broom, but uh, I, don't, I don't get it either. I don't know where that comes from. It, it must exist yeah. because it's obviously yeah. a huge, a huge thing. But I mean, we are um, part of I like of to fool around and uh, I like to fool yeah. around with that. And I'll, I'll pass the broom at the end of the day when all the other trades have gone. So, so that yeah. they don't see me <laughs> sweeping. <That's good. laughs> Sweeping. And then the yep. joke continues. Hey, the electrician isn't broom. Like, electrician didn't even clean. That's right. I don't know, man. We um, we're so neurotic about it because you know, for what we do, we're such a small boutique company. I'm in a person's house. The person knows me directly. They worked with me directly. I'm, I'm not, oh, not going to sure. leave. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to leave any dirt in your house. Oh, for sure. Wait, if if I'm on a residential job, yeah. No way. If I'm on a residential job, for sure, I'm cleaning as I go. On as a we big go. work site like I am, where they have. Again, in Quebec, we have a union mandated person to clean up the site. Oh, cool. Uh, so if we, I've had a situation where uh, I picked up a broom and there was a union rep on site and he's like, whoa, it's not your job. You just took his job away from him. Right on. It could cause problems. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. That makes sense. Yeah. I think that um, I could see, I could see young folks with that attitude. I feel like though that might be something that's kind of 
goes through the the ages too because I can remember yeah. being in the the Marine Corps. I was in the United States Marine Corps here in the military, and uh, yeah, you, you'd get that. You'd get that attitude of like, especially when somebody would pick up rank, they would like get a new promotion or something. It's like good luck getting that guy to clean the floor again. Technically, yeah. not his job, but yeah, I mean. Yeah. I'm more, I'm more the team player. I like to, um, I like to, if I'm leading a job, I like to try to have everybody set up working on their piece of the puzzle. And yeah. I like to buzz around and make sure everybody's got what they need. Things are looking yeah. good. Communications yeah. happening. Like I like to be, that's how I like to do it. Um, yeah. everybody's different. Yeah. I'm pretty similar. Like I'll set up each guy with a task and I, yeah. I I'm just circling the whole day. Yep. You know, like, Making sure everybody's got what they I need. I got my yep. tasks to do, which yep. often won't even get, won't advance as much as the others because I'm just walking around so much to checking Period. up on them. That's exactly, yeah. that's exactly right. Yeah, that's exactly right. Same thing, man, because at the end of the day, it's all on you. Yeah. All on you. So is as far as like, um, we you mentioned earlier too, um, apprentices having like, being able to be their own advocates as they move forward in this trade and like being able to talk about what they're going through and, and, and feeling comfortable enough to maybe speak up and say, Hey, this is because the work's hard. What we do is it's no hard. joke. It'll, it'll, yeah. it'll piss you off. It'll frustrate you yeah. to no end. It's yeah. so challenging. Um, so I know as young people coming in, it's been a crazy world these last couple years. Um, Everybody's got a different feeling about it or take on it, and it, and it definitely has, I think, shocked the younger generation, um, and and really disrupted their lives. How, what are some things that you're seeing? How, you know, could you talk a little bit about that? So, yeah, the, the job, our job is tough. It, it'll piss yeah. you off. It'll beat you down. Um, yeah. And if you do, like I did in my apprenticeship, and you don't talk about it, yeah. don't talk about how you're feeling. Like I came close to quitting. Like I. I yeah. I got pushed to that point and uh, uh, I had a journeyman one day ask me how I was doing. I was like, I'm good. He's like, no, really? How you doing? Um, yeah. And he put down his tools and we, we talked it out and uh, I appreciate it, you know? So I would have to say sure. to the apprentices, you know, don't, don't be afraid to talk about how you're feeling. The, the, the mental health is no joke, especially in a job where, you know, if, if you, if you're, mentally at a point where you're, you're, you're distracted, you, you can get hurt and, and it can yeah. be a serious yeah. accident. So like you, these young guys, they, they need to know you can talk about it. You know, we'll listen to you. Yeah, Let us know. Sure. Reach out. I like that. That's a great message because I feel like, um, specifically in the trades, you know, we're all dudes or not. There's lots of, lots of women in the trades now. Sorry, ladies. I didn't yeah. mean to say we're all dudes, but it's, it's dude heavy. And, um, you know how dudes are. Yeah. Uh, we're we're not we're hard on each other. We bust each other's balls. We um yeah. And and I think that it's easy to see other people seemingly do, making it look easy, or maybe man, that guy never loses his cool. How's that guy never loses cool? Like there's you work with all these different types of people that it's it's hard not to internalize it and think like oh, it's just me. I'm the weak one. I'm the one who yeah. is having a hard time here. Um. But I'll tell you, man, I've, I've been doing this uh, just over eight years, and uh, I I want to quit all the time. It's, <laughs> it's hard. It's hard, man. You find yourself no. in situations where you're like, God damn, what am I doing? Yeah. Um, it, yeah. It's hard. <laughs> and you got to overcome it. you gotta, you got to dig deep and overcome it. And sometimes 
sometimes there's not going to be somebody in your ear saying that to you. And yeah. so I like what you're saying because I think it's important for young people to read, to say, to talk and say, Hey man, you know, can we chat about this? I'm, I'm really struggling to want to keep doing this because it's kicking my ass. Yeah. Because sometimes just hearing the person who you're talking to, who's a journeyman or a master, the, the owner of the company, whatever, just hearing them say, yeah, it's kicking my ass too, is yeah. enough for you to, for it to kind of click where you're yeah. like, okay, all right, this kicks everybody's ass. Yeah. Um, because there's, there's pride in there. There's, there's pride that comes from knowing that you, you saw something through and didn't give up, you know? Um, so when you're at those moments where you feel like, man, I, this, I don't have what it takes to do this. Talk to somebody. Yeah. Yeah. And for journeyman too, like, uh, you gotta be open to listening to what your apprentice has to say. Yeah. It might sound like he's pissing and moaning that uh, you're pushing him too hard, but mm-hmm. it, it could be, he could be right. You know, like, he, yeah, you could be pushing yeah, him close goes, to the edge. You're right. And that goes to show too, like, um, you know, when I, I'll bring up the military again, when I was in the Marine Corps, we all had different team leaders and squad leaders. And then we all became team leaders and squad leaders. And I watched all my peers train guys differently. And, uh, some were were brutal. Some some of uh, one of my peers would boot. He'd get his guys boots on and flak jackets, and they'd run for like eight miles, fuck up their legs, their shins, their knees. But to prove some point about toughness, everybody's different. Yeah. And and just because you're in a leadership position, you might be there because you've got time in. You might be there because you're really good at what you do. But and I learn this all the time. It doesn't always mean that you're good at in the moment dealing with a person's needs yeah, or, or, or helping a person understand what, how to get through something, you know, that, that takes training too. That takes learning too on the, the side of the leader. It's a two way street. I I've seen a lot of, um, the journeyman that I was working with when I first started with the company I'm with now. And yeah, uh, there's a handful of them that have gone out on, on burnouts, burnouts, depression. And yeah, if, if they had been, or if they had someone to listen to them, mm-hmm. that could it could have been prevented. I think. Yeah, yeah, burnout's a real thing, man. It's a yeah. real thing, and if you don't, I I think that for for me, I'm fortunate at this point that I've I put myself in a position where now I'm I co-owner of a company, so we can create we can monitor and maintain that culture where for Josh and I and our apprentice Daniel, if you are feeling burnout, bye. Go, go take a break. Get out of here, yeah. man. Go get, go. I don't care how long go get your head right. Yeah. Cause that's where you, that's where you do your best work is when your head's right. Yeah. And, and burnout's easy to get to. It's so easy yeah. to get to. So easy. If you're, mo- if you're motivated and you're excited about what you're doing, it's, it's so easy to excite yourself to burn out. I do it all the time. I, I burn out probably every three months. I, <laughs> I do. And I, and I take a break. Yeah. I, I, I cut loose for like a week and I, and I'm good. Yeah. But you got to know how it works for you and, and pay attention to your mental health. It's funny. It's like, it's such a common thing to talk about nowadays, mental health, but it's still, there's still so far to go, especially in, in the trades. Yeah. Because we have this image that we're supposed to be these big, tough, strong people, no emotion, no, don't talk, nothing, you know, like, but. 
It's a stigma. Yeah, it's uh, we need it. <laughs> it's true. It's true, man. And I don't think that I think especially young people like at this point in my life. I've been through the ebbs and flows of depression and, and burnout a bunch of times to where yeah, I've been I've been wise enough over the years to collect friends that I, I honor and value their perspective and I just check in with them all the time. I have I have my weekly hangouts with people that I value. Yeah. And it's taken me time to do that, but I do that because it keeps my head together. Yeah. And it's like as you get older You've got to put the things in place that keep your head together because it's not anybody else's responsibility but yours. Yeah. And so if you, you've got to start to take your own mental health seriously. For sure. Because um, we're not – we are tough. The, the yeah. trades are full of tough people. But even tough people, it's not – that's not you, – you, I don't care how tough you are. No. You're, you, mental health is a real thing, yeah. Yeah. You're, you, you could be as tough as you want. Both men and women, we're not invincible. Not invincible. Going back to the point I made earlier, we're we're only human. So we're only human. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah, and it's it's funny. It's like it, it, sometimes it can take a really long time to get to the point where you're like, okay, I need some help. Um, and it and it doesn't feel good to to be there to be like, no. man, I need some help. But no. the recognition right there, that point where you're like, shit, I need some help. That's the start of the movement in a positive direction, right? Yeah. 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 It, it took me a while to get to that point. And when I did, I I broke down and I broke down hard. I was a yeah. sitting in the car bawling, you know, like. Yeah, sure. It was not a pretty sight. But like after that point, I was <laughs> it like. <never> is. <laughs> after that, I was like, you know what? When I, I, I need, if I need to talk to someone, I'm going to talk to someone. I'm going to let them know where I am, you know, like. And it's funny, you know, it is a talking is is therapy. It's crazy. It's like just saying, just com- even complaining, even when you're yeah. on a site. And still, like this morning, both Daniel and I were just beside ourselves with how complicated it was to get these conductors across. And just saying it out loud takes this huge edge off of it where like you're internalizing all this frustration, just being like, well, this sucks. Saying it out loud clears the air you both are on the same page you're like yeah this does suck does that fix it no does complaining fix it no but we've established yeah. that this is a bummer <laughs> yeah and we gotta get through it and so and just yeah. talk man just talking about just talking just, just talking talk, just talking is very yeah. powerful like it is we're, we're always focused on getting their jobs done quickly and efficiently but yeah a lot of people don't a lot of the older journeymen, the ones that have been around for a long time, they don't realize how much it means to an apprentice when you say, you know what? That's a that's a pretty good junction box. It's nice and it's clean. I like the way you did that. Keep it up. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah you're right, man. Yeah, I mean any I always try to it's it's such a funny two way street because we all go through that. Like even those of us who are in a leadership position, if you can even if you can remember to do that and like you said, go around spread that good that good message that good reinforcement but then for us we need that too yeah. we, you know and 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 so who are the people in your life who who are you actively placing in your life that holds you accountable but also encourages your growth yeah um it's your role it's your job in in the world as a person to to surround yourself with people who challenge you hold you accountable but that 
reinforce and encourage your growth. Yeah. Super important. Very yeah. important. It is, man. And it's like, I know that when people are young, you know, the emotional development's not, not there yet. It comes in stages. It typically comes through experiences where people realize they need it themselves. Right. And yeah. then they get to that point. So, so a lot of younger people who are in the trades might not have that like support system that's as encouraging as they might need their parents maybe if if they're that lucky but yeah on the job making sure you're letting them know that their progress is recognized is super important you got to give them validation you got to give them validation man it's got to happen yeah. yep check-ins just like little little things and you know obviously critiques and and how to get better at stuff too but even in the critiques you could be like yeah man look so when you're doing this but like I like the way you. I like the way you did this. Try this though, yeah. Because um, it's all, yeah. It's it's a tricky thing, man. It's like it's so funny when I look back at the generations of like seventies and eighties, the fucking fifties. Like what those? That there was no medication. There was no like Zoloft. There was no talking about it. No. How in the how in the world? No wonder we won World War Two and World War One. We were pissed off. Everybody's mad because. <laughs> You had a bunch of pissed off people because they're building skyscrapers and there's nobody to talk to about how their friend just died because he fell off and like, shut up and get to work. It just was such a such a brutal generation. Yeah. Uh, you know, no wonder all our grandpas were like assholes and like it just was a different world. Um, so I I think that there's a fine line too between like being sensitive and we 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 do need to be tough. We, yeah. we it is a it is a hard industry, so it can't. It's got to yeah. be this fine balance, you know. You've got yeah. to be able to recognize w- when you need help and ask for it, and and that, like you said, as a leader, you've got to be willing to step aside and say, "Hey, what's going on? How can I help you?" Yeah. But at the same time, you got to test your toughness and keep testing it and testing your resolve. And okay, we overcame that. Let that inform my knowing that I am tough enough to do that. Yeah. Because it comes in waves. It comes in waves. You know. Yeah. You will get you will get beat up. You will get your ass kicked. You it, for sure. Isn't, there's no way around it. And you'll keep and it'll keep happening. It's just the nature of this industry. And yeah. and once you embrace the 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 sooner you embrace that, sometimes it takes a while because it sometimes it takes you getting better at it. And because because I think when you're just getting started, you can feel like, well, when I'm better at it, this won't happen. Sometimes it takes getting better yeah. at it to realize, Hello? yes, it will. And then once you embrace it, it's like, okay, I'm, I could get my ass kicked today. I don't know, but let's go best positive. That's why when I wake up in the morning, I just try my best to like get my head in the most positive patient space possible before I head out the door. Hey, you froze for a second. All right. All right. Could you hear me? No, nothing. Okay. Well, I'll repeat. I was going to say, I was saying that like what I do in the mornings is I wake up and I just for the, I, I try to give myself time in the morning. Yeah. So, because that, that's one of my processes. That's one of the things I do for my mental health is I wake up at five in the morning, even if I don't have to be at a job till nine, because it gives me time to sit there by myself in the quiet, drink my coffee, think about what I'm grateful for and get my head in check. So yeah. I don't walk out and make that everybody else's problem, you know? Yeah. Oh, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, sometimes it's about just learning what the what processes work for you. How you know what do, what do you need? And and with a, you're a dad, right? Yeah. It's like there's no time. There's, you know, you don't no. time time's not yours anymore. Your life's not yours anymore. So you gotta squeak out. That's why dads wake up at four in the morning because yeah. they're like the kid, nobody's up. 
It's, nobody's going to tell no, me I, I got to do something. I can sit here and do whatever I want to do. Nobody's going to walk in the room and be like, hey, I need you to do this right now. Yeah. Well, mind you, I, when my, when my two-year-olds, uh, sometimes they'll wake up at four as well. And <laughs> you got to be quiet. Yeah. How, how many kids do you have? I got four. Oh, wow. You got four. four. Kids. Yeah. That's awesome. Family man. Yeah. It's, uh, it's hectic. It's, I, I like to joke that sometimes I go to work to take a break. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. The guys with four kids are always the happiest on the job site. Oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's bananas. Is um, your wife stay at home with them or does she work too? No, she works as well. She's an interior designer. Wow. Yeah. That's a cool duo. Electrician, yeah. interior designer. All right. Yeah, yeah. When, uh, whenever we get an idea for something around the house, uh, she'll throw out some yeah. plans and uh, – I have no doubts where we're going. I, I know what I have to do. <laughs> That's great. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I like being given a task. I feel like um, that is the beautiful thing about being married sometimes is that um, I spend all day making decisions and problem solving. Sometimes it's nice to just have somebody say, hey, do this. It's like, okay, I could do that. Yeah. That's good. I yeah, what that. I like about uh, that is it's we, we have a – we call it like a tag team. So like uh, – when she sees I'm being overwhelmed by the kids, she'll tag me out, vice versa. Right yeah. Yeah. Again, yeah, about man, keeping kid. you in the best mental yeah. space possible. It's it's important. It's important, man. You got to have those people around that just kind of help you out. Like um, I got a good friend. I talk about him every now and again. I had him on the show uh, early on. He's uh, His name's Ian, and he's uh, tr- lives in Toronto, lives in Scarborough. Okay. And um, he's one of my best friends, and we just keep each other um, – you know, accountable. Anytime we're working on a project, we're just checking in on each other, making sure, hey, how's it going? Um, but he called me. He's got he's got two kids, and when he had his second, I think he called me like the day after his son was born, and he's like in a panic. He's like, yo, man, I think I gotta, I think I gotta quit. I think I gotta quit like this extra stuff I'm doing. I think I gotta like just focus and and just double down on this one thing. And he's he's running through all. He just had a baby, and he's in this yeah. period of like I gotta do. And I, I was like, hey, man. Don't make any decisions. Don't yeah. make any decisions. You just had a baby. <laughs> like, yeah. Give it a month. Yeah. And and see where you're at in a month. You know, and sometimes you need you gotta it's important to have people in your life that can be like, hold on. You're freaking out. Don't you don't gotta take a second. You know, the more people you can surround yourself with like that, the better off you're gonna be, I think. Yeah. Because life gets overwhelming. You gotta tag out sometimes. Yeah. I wouldn't uh when we found out that we were having twins, because we wanted a girl, we ended up getting twins. Okay. And these were my, my third, and fourth, third and okay, fourth. The third and fourth. So okay. I, I ended up, uh, um, I thought I was having heart attack symptoms. So I'm a big guy, so I know. And it turns out it was an anxiety attack. Yeah, sure. I ended up in the hospital, and uh, when I go home to my wife about it, and she's like, you, you know what? Like, don't worry about all that stuff. We're going to do what we can. We're going to do our best. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing else matters. Correct. So I was glad Period. that she was there for me. She had my back at that, you know, it was one of my worst moments. <laughs> yeah. That's what you need, though. Sometimes you need a, a stable, grounded counterpart. Right. My wife is that for me, for sure, man. She's, I'm such a live wire. I'm, she's, she's helped me so much in the past decade that we've been, we've been together 13 years, but like she just helps continue to bring me back to center when I'm, I'm just always out on limbs. Like, what about this idea? She's like, no, that's a bad idea. Doug. We don't, we're not doing that. <laughs> she, and thank God. Cause you know, who knows what we'd be involved in at this point. She's definitely keeps me, uh, 
right. centered and, and so does so does Josh in our business. Like we both he's such a centering, grounding, he's always like, Hold on. Hold yeah. on, Doug. Take you know, and I need that. Yeah, for me it's the same thing with uh, I'll come home from work, I'm stressing about this and it's like just take a breather, let's sit down, let's have a yeah. coffee. Yeah. Relax. You'll think about it tomorrow when you go back to work, you know. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it crazy how anxiety can can mimic a heart attack like that? It really there's so I, many times where you I think was you're having freaking a heart attack. out. <laughs> I was freaking yeah. I had all the like and the worst thing you could do when you're experiencing something is to uh to Google it. <laughs> What's going on? And like, <laughs> What's All the stuff I was put in yeah. was put it yeah. heart attack, heart attack, heart attack. I'm like, oh shit, man, it's not good. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, do not WebMD when you are feeling chest no. pains. Just no, call no. a doctor. Go yeah. to the doctor. Yeah, <laughs> WebMD will scare you even more for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's funny. It's like there's more men die of heart attacks all the time, and I think that's another thing that just goes to show. It, it, and it may be that we are in industries that are high pressure, high stress, and 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 hard on your body, but we just don't talk about it, man. We just yeah. don't. We just don't let each other in. Um, you have to pry sometimes. You have to yeah. really like. It's 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 usually even for my closest friends, man. It's not until like I have a friend who's going through a separation right now, and I won't get into his business, but I didn't know that until it was happening. You know, I didn't. I didn't know he was struggling with that until it was in the process of taking place, and and that's just yeah. because guys don't reach out and say, "Hey, man, I'm going through this really uh, intense situation, and uh, I need to I need to talk to somebody." Hey, this is Edie. <laughs> Edie wants to say hi to Bob or no? Hi, welcome home. <laughs> she just had a sleepover and got just got home from a movie. I had a, I've got a 22 year old and I've got a six year old. So I okay. only have two, but I spread them way out. So oh, I don't yeah. get overwhelmed. Yeah. yeah. Probably another few years will probably. All of mine are under six. 10. So I'm going through hell right now. That's good. That's the way to do it. <laughs> well, my 22 year old, when she is in town, uh, she's nice to, nice to have around. And the, yeah. my six year old loves her to death. They have a real sweet relationship. So it's, it's pretty oh, That's cool. awesome. Yeah. Well, Bob, I won't take up any more of your time, man. I look, sure. I want to just, I admire the work that you do. I think you Thank seem you. like just such a good dude. Um, and I'm, I'm super appreciative that you wanted to talk about the, the, I, the concept of mental health too, because, um, I'm always up to talk about it because it's such a, it's such a big thing that I feel like gets understated potentially in the, in the trades or specifically yeah. in the trades, you know? Yeah. yeah it's, it doesn't get, spo- it's, we don't talk about it enough in the trades and, uh, I, I've seen, enough, I've man. seen guys, uh, thinking about a plumber right now, but, uh, Someone I knew, he's no longer with us, but uh, I've seen guys yeah. succumb to it. And yeah, 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 yeah. I got we all we all I think have friends who uh, have taken that route, and uh, it's real. It's a real thing. And so, yeah, man, especially young people getting into the trades, it's tough. Look, don't don't no mistake about it. It's hard. So if you're feeling like it's hard, it's because it is. It's yeah. not because you're not good at it. It's not because you're not stacking up or you don't measure up or you're not tough enough. Everybody is feels frustration and pain and and it's all if it's hard it's hard for everybody yeah it's hard on all of us don't be afraid to ask for help we're we're here to listen yep and don't yeah don't be afraid to just express yourself because it's uh usually just having that conversation can get you through it yeah just just sometimes saying hey uh can i talk to you yeah is a relief in and of itself 
Yeah. And, and sometimes if you hear other people's stories, like you, you could sit down and talk to a, your boss and your boss may tell you about the seven times they quit yeah. and came back because you, know, you never know. Everybody's no, got a different know. path. Yeah. And it's hard for, it's, it's hard for all of us. We've all gone through our own various stages of like wondering whether you're, you're doing the right thing. I yeah, think everybody in, every, in, in any industry feels that way. Um, so just know that if you were to leave the trades and do something else, it yeah. will also be hard. Yeah, of course. It will also be hard. Yeah. You'll so you're just it there's a level of like resolve that's necessary to overcome things and it's hard and talking about it is a great way to get over those humps sometimes. Yeah. For sure. No doubt. Well, Bob, thanks so much, man. Um have a have a great day, dude. We'll probably post this episode um not this week but next. Cool. I'm looking forward to it. Any anything anything you want to uh any place where people can find you where can people find you online yeah so they could find me uh, on instagram uh, and i i'm not as don't keep up as much but i'm also on uh tiktok twitter and uh and youtube bob okay. all the yeah. same handle everywhere all my all my cool. socials are the same handle okay great awesome man well thanks so all much right. for your time bob have a great day buddy you too man have a good one bye all right see ya all right, there you have it. Great dude, great conversation, Bob. I can't thank you enough, man. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. Uh, like I said earlier, if you want to be a part of the conversation about mental health, uh, if you have people that you think we could interview and, and learn from, uh, if you have stories that you'd like to share, whatever the case may be, feel free to either DM us um, on Instagram, on the, our Instagram page. Feel free to send us a message directly. Feel free to shoot us uh, an email. You can go to our website, uh, modernelectricianpod.com. There's a couple different ways you can contact us through there. The the forms are up. Feel free to shoot us an email. Um, you can also comment on, uh, like I said earlier, on our YouTube videos. So, you know, there's a lot of ways that you can be a part of the conversation too. Feel free to do so. Um, if you're not uh, following us over on Patreon as well, you know, please consider becoming a Patreon subscriber and a supporter of the show. We'd love to keep bringing these conversations your way, and that's what we're working on doing. So feel free to jump over to Patreon, search for Modern Electrician, and uh, pick out a price tier. Uh, contribute monthly if you'd like to. Uh, we've got a few people over there doing it now, and we appreciate the hell out of you guys. Thank you so much for helping us continue to do what we do. Uh, we'll be bringing you more conversations. Hopefully this was a good one for y'all. Hey, have a great week. Do good work. We'll talk soon.